morning, brothers and sisters. Please, please be seated. Uh, I, it, it falls to me to, 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 to reflect today. I'm listed as the preacher, but I, I really think I'm here to offer a personal reflection rather than to preach uh, to you. Uh, and when, I, when Kathy was looking for volunteers, I guess, to, 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 to take, the, take the pulpit, um, my eyes looked at the lectionary and my eyes looked at, at, at November 11th, which was yesterday, um, Armistice Day and now Veterans Day. And I somehow felt called to... To speak today, and my reflection is sort of in between that holiday and today's reading about uh, about the bridesmaids and the lamp. And as I cast around, as well, how can I bring these two things together? Uh, my eyes are lit on a shelf that we have in our living room, where I've got all these little things, trinkets, memori- memories that are there. And two from my time as a grad student in, in Ithaca stood out to me. Um, and they kind of, these two pieces sort of uh, bracket what I want to share with you today. Uh, the first one is a weapon of war. Uh, it's, a, it's a rifle bullet. Uh, and that particular rifle bullet is, was given to me by a friend I met in graduate school. Uh, and he picked it up uh, on a battlefield in Iraq in 1991 when he was an 18-year-old. And I met him a couple years later when we were in grad school. He had long hair and a beard, and you would not have imagined that he had been an airborne artilleryman who had been in Iraq. Uh, But we began to talk, and uh, as we became friends, we shared a love of poetry and of literature and history. Uh, And eventually he told me stories. He told me the story of of that piece that he gave me, uh, which I won't share with you today. But I, I start there because it is sort of a symbol of Veterans Day to me, of the stories that people who have experienced war, uh, who have experienced opposition to war, who maybe have been conscientious objectors, uh, of all those stories and all the memories that go along with it, uh, that we carry with us on this, uh, on, this, on this weekend. And the meaning of what was once Armistice Day to what we call Veterans Day today has changed so much. In 1919, the people who celebrated Armistice Day for the first time we're living in a world where in France or in Britain or in Germany or in Austria-Hungary, uh, where virtually every family knew someone who had been maimed or killed in that war. In 2023 in the United States, we live uh, in a world where some young people do not even know what the word veteran means. One of the student veterans I talked to said, I met a, a young student and she said, what's a veteran? Uh, uh, and that is a totally different world we live in, where the separation of military service uh, and the rest of civilian life has become that complete that a young person might not know what the term uh, meant. So, and those of you who lived through the Vietnam era have your individual, and there are many of you I know in this room, have your own individual experiences, your own individual feelings about, uh, about that day. So I wanted to start with something about that side, because as I stand here today, we are, we are you know, a day after that Day, but I also thought, how can I make this not just about uh, the trauma, the suffering, the remembrance of veterans? Because most veterans, most people who serve in the military, have never seen violence, uh, have never endured combat. In fact, um, as much as we think about Veterans Day as a day for sadness and memory, uh, Veterans Day is also a day for celebration, to celebrate the accomplishments and the achievements of those who have served 
and continue to serve. One of those people is my mother, who served in the United States Navy as a nurse. The Navy made it possible for my mom to go to college, to be the first in her family to go to college, uh, to travel the world, and to give back as uh, both uh, give back as a nurse and later in public life in Hawaii. And I think if you were to ask veterans, and the student veterans I talked to today would certainly say this, they would say one of the most important parts of being a veteran is service, uh, service to a larger whole, a larger community, a larger world, larger than yourself. Uh, and even in the face of great ignorance, I think the student veterans that I've talked to, I talked to these days at UCSB would say they still have faith in their community and in their nation. And I think that's also something to celebrate on today's Veterans Day. So that's sort of one side of my reflection, is to start us with that. Now, how do I get us to the bridesmaids and the lamp? How do we get there? Well, it turns out, if you read around into mottos of military organizations, there is a saying, two is one, one is none. And the earliest attestation I can find of this is from a New York Times article about 2010 2011. Two is one, one is none. Always be prepared. Some people claim it's the Navy SEALs who invented this. It's a kind of a funny name for a, you know, a force of, of, of warriors and killers, the SEALs. They sound so cute. Uh, two is one, one is none. But that message is nothing else than what we have in our gospel reading for today. Um, the message of being prepared. And that takes me to the other side of that shelf I had. And I actually brought this one. This is a Roman lamp. Uh, It was given to me by another grad school friend. His name was Fritz. Fritz is a very interesting guy. Uh, Fritz was raised in a Jewish family. He spent a year in Yemen, and he converted to Islam because he fell into a well, and the shepherd who rescued him would not rescue him until he he made the profession of faith. So technically, he became a Muslim. Uh, Still like to drink all my all my beer, you know, when he came over, though. Uh, and so Fritz gave me this Roman lamp, which takes us to the second part to our gospel reading for for today. And if you look at this lamp and then look at the look at our reading, I've got these two things together, right? Many of us carry these around like they're parts of our body. For a person in the time of Jesus, this might be the same sort of thing. Put your little wick here. Joan, I thought of coming in early and getting a wick and trying to fill it with olive oil, but the kid's got no way. Put the olive oil here. You would carry this around to light your way wherever you went. So when we read this gospel passage, this is the kind of little, little device, little ubiquitous device that people of the time would see. And everybody, just as many of us today know how to use our phones for everything, everybody would know that you should bring oil along because you might need to refill this tiny little reservoir. I'm going to put this in my pocket so I don't drop it. So then what do we do with this story? It's a crazy story, right? This is what the kingdom of heaven will be like. It will be like five bridesmaids who don't bring enough oil and five who do, and it's the middle of the night, and the, the five bridesmaids who bring the oil say, well, I can't share any with you. That's very unlike what we might expect in a gospel reading, and then go out and buy some. Does that mean there was like a 7-Eleven for olive oil available late at night? Uh, and so the, apparently there is because the bridesmaids, the, the, the foolish bridesmaids, uh, go out to buy from the sellers of oil, and they, apparently they come back, uh, and then the bridegroom, the bridegroom denies them entry 
to the uh, to the the uh, to the to the wedding banquet. Again, it's it messes with our expectations. This is not the open, the welcoming story that we would expect. I would point out that it's not just a story that involves uh, these ten women, because in Luke there's a similar passage where male servants, I think, are told to be dressed, be dressed for action, and have your lamps lit, for you know not the hour uh, when the master will return from the wedding banquet. So this is a message for both men and. And women. So what do we do with this, this story? It seems so odd to me. It seems so, so at odds with what we find in other, in other passages. Um, why don't the bridesmaids who have the oil share it? And then I thought, well, maybe it's not something that can be shared. Maybe this message here is that having that flask is not about having an actual flask of oil that you're going to light your actual lamp uh, with, but it's about something that you build up within yourself and that you can't necessarily share and that each of us has a responsibility to try to build up within ourselves. And so instead of actual oil, maybe we can think of that flask as faith, um, as the faith that we can bring with us because we know the wait might be long. Whether the wait is uh, for the Lord to come, or whether the wait is, as it is for us now, for a new priest uh, to, to lead us, we need to keep that flask of faith full. And if you look at it that way, uh, this is a much more encouraging story, I think, that there is a possibility that you can bring an extra flask with you, and that you can be prepared, no matter how long the wait might be. Uh, when I read this passage to Sam last night, he, uh, he immediately grasped the meaning, and he actually wrote it down here. The meaning is to bring extra, <laughs> which I think is maybe the, the best way to, to read this. Rather than saying this passage tells us to be selfish, or this passage tells us uh, there are people who are going to be winners and there are going to be losers, um, maybe Sam's got it right here, that this passage tells us to bring extra in our faith, not in a thing that we can grasp uh, uh, in our hands, but in something that we can carry in, inside us that we can use the, to light uh, the lamp, like this little lamp, um, which however small it is, right, still carries on a light until that day we are waiting for comes. Um, so there, between two objects on our shelf of, Allie would say junk, of stuff, um, between two stories uh, from, uh, from friends from graduate school, uh, between a secular holiday and our gospel reading uh, for this week, I, I offer you those, uh, those thoughts. So that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's what I'm, what I'm feeling. I welcome uh, your responses and, uh, and thoughts and feelings, too. Thank you.